This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 176 is going to be from John chapter 13, verses 34 through 35. The world will know we are Jesus' disciples if we truly love one another. John chapter 13, verses 34 through 35 read, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. Jesus told them that the world will know that they are his disciples if we have love one for another. And he told us that we are to love one another as he loved us. He loved us so much that he left heaven, being with the Father, to come here, to live a perfect life, to suffer, to be persecuted, and to die upon a cross for our sins. He shed his blood so that we can have the forgiveness of our sins and be able to draw near to the Father. In Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says that sin separates us from God. And so when we sin in our lives, we separate ourselves from God. God doesn't separate himself from us. We put a dividing wall between us and God. And so Jesus loved us so much that he came here to tear that wall down. And in order to do so, he had to shed his blood upon the cross. And so he tells us to love one another so much that we would die for one another in order to help one another be saved. The world will know we are Jesus' disciples if we truly love one another. We need this type of love in our lives. We need the type of love in our lives that we will preach the message of the gospel to a world that is lost. Jesus told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be condemned. We need to love the world enough that we're obedient to Christ in every shape, form, and fashion. We need to love the world enough that we're willing to upset people a little bit in order to take them the message of the gospel. People oftentimes, they don't want to hear that they're living in sin, even when they are living in sin. And we need to love them enough to say, hey, brothers and sisters, whoever's living in sin, get out of that sin because it's leading you to the wrong place. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 38 through 48, the Bible says, You have heard it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too, and give to him who asks you. And from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil 
and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore you shall be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. We are to love everyone. We are not to return evil for evil. We are to return good for evil. And in verse 39 of Matthew chapter 5, it says, But I tell you not to resist an evil person. Whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other to him also. And so if someone does evil to you, don't return that evil to them. Love them. Try to show by your example of living how Christ wants us to live that they need God in their lives. And this is shown in verses 38 through 42. Starting in verse 39, it says, But I tell you not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. In other words, still, do not return that evil to him. Return good to him that he might see through you Christ. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Go the extra mile in order to bring Christ to someone. Don't just do what's absolutely necessary, do above and beyond so that you can help people come to God. That shows how much you care for the individual's soul. In verse 42, it gives, says, Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. Do more than what is expected of you. Always try to go that extra mile in order to help people see Christ in you. And if they see Christ in you, they might desire to become a Christian and follower of Christ as well. In verse 43, it says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. And that's generally how the world thinks. We should always love our neighbor, but our enemy, we don't have to do good to them. But that's not what the Bible teaches. In verse 44, it says, But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good for those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you, and persecute you. Care about those people's souls. If they're your enemy, you still need to care about them. You need to do good to them that hate you. You need to pray for those who spitefully use and persecute you. Pray for them that they might have a change of heart, that they might repent of the things that they need to repent of and come back to God because God sees everyone as souls. He desires everyone to come to repentance. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God wants everyone to come to repentance. And everyone at some point in their life was an enemy of the cross. But yet Christ still came to this world, and he died for sinners. When we were sinners, we were enemies of the cross. We were enemies of God. But Christ still died for us. He still came here so that we could have forgiveness, so that we could have everlasting life. If Christ is going to live that way, if Christ is going to do good even to his enemies, then being that he is to be our example, that's how we are to treat them as well. And verse 45 says, "...that you may be sons of your Father in heaven." For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. Everyone in this world 
is a son of God. Everyone is a son of God because God created him. Now, in order to be an obedient son, we have to be in Jesus. In order to be in Jesus, according to Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27, we have to be baptized into him. And according to John chapter 3, that's where we are reborn, and we become an heir of the kingdom of God. And so, until you become an heir, until you become a reborn Christian, one that is in Christ by being baptized and by being obedient to the gospel, you are not going to be an heir with him. You're not going to receive the benefits of being a child of God. But every person in the world simply is a child of God that God cares about. And he has given us his word so that we can come to him and so that we can be an heir. But everyone deserves to be treated with respect and dignity that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. And it's when we as Christians understand this and we treat people with love, then we understand what it truly means to be a son of the Father which is in heaven. And in verse 46 it says, For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Don't even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? And so we have to be different than the world. We have to love everyone, even our enemies, because everyone in the world loves their family. There's no one in the world that is in his right mind that rejects his family. So how are we different if that's the only people that we're loving? You see, we're not. We have to be different in the fact that we love everyone. We want everyone to go to heaven, and so we're going to do our best to treat everyone the way that God wants to us to treat them. And then in verse 48, it says, therefore you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. That is the goal. We are to be complete. We are to be perfect just as our father in heaven is perfect. But the only way that we can do that is by having his son's blood wash away our sins. That's how Jesus loved us. He came here. He lived a perfect life. He shed his blood so that we could be cleansed and have forgiveness. It's when we are in Christ and we have that blood covering us that we're perfect. The world will know we are Jesus' disciples if we truly love one another. If we truly want to evangelize in this world, this is a principle that we have to truly understand. We have to truly understand how to be like Christ and to truly love one another. In Matthew chapter 6, Verses 9 through 15, the Bible says, In this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. For If you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So in this prayer that Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray, when they came to him and asked, teach us to pray, he gave them this prayer. And within it, in verse 12, it says, forgive us our debts as we forgive others our debtors. Jesus loved us in shedding his blood so that we can have forgiveness of our sins. 
and he forgives us when we repent. In Luke chapter 13, verses 3 and 5, it says, I tell you, nay, unless you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And so he loved us in that way. And we are to love one another as Jesus loved us. And so when people ask for our forgiveness and they come to us because they've sinned against us, we have to be a loving people and forgive those that have sinned against us. Because if we don't do that, according to verses 14 and 15 of Matthew chapter 6, our Heavenly Father is not going to forgive us because we have not loved our fellow neighbors enough to forgive them. The world will know we are Jesus' disciples if we truly love one another because we will become like Christ. God is love. Jesus is God. John chapter 1 and verse 1. And so Jesus is the perfect example of how we are to love one another in every aspect of his life. He came here to die for sinners, and this was showing us his love. While we were still his enemy, he died for us. He forgave us with his blood. We are to forgive those that sin against us. You see how we become like Christ? And the more we become like Christ by reading his word, by studying it and putting it into practice in our lives, the more we love everyone. The world will know we are Jesus' disciples if we truly love one another. And if we truly love one another, the world is going to recognize that love. In Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40, the Bible says, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. In John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. We love God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind when we keep his commandments. In John chapter 8, verse 29, the Bible says, Jesus always did those things that were pleasing to the Father. This is how he loved him. He never spoke anything that the Father didn't want him to speak, and he always did those things that were pleasing to the Father. That's how we love God. And the second is like it, to love our neighbor as ourselves. As we love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind, we're going to find it easier and easier to love our neighbor and to love our enemy and to show them the love of God. The world will... No, we are Jesus' disciples if we truly love one another because the world doesn't love one another. The world says, love your neighbor, but hate your enemy. God says, love everyone by teaching them my word, by teaching them to be obedient to my word, and by truly, truly caring for one another's souls and the condition of it. The world will know you are Jesus' disciples if you truly love one another. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you.
We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting our website, bywaymedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.